Some of the things that we've learned in society, but also how they got to learn their own history. You heard? All right. So what we want to talk about this afternoon, you know what I'm saying, is we want to get into what do we feel society as a whole, white Americans specifically, what do we feel they need to start at? Do they need to start at learning their history about what happened to slaves? and how slaves were brought over in the whole nine. So I just want to get thoughts on how, you know, you feel on whether or not where we should start there so that they can get an understanding of what's going on. So my well, guest this evening is my wife and we're going to talk about this. Um, I feel like it's complicated. Um, the thing is that when we talk about history, um, as we're learning it growing up, people can only be taught or only getting information that's being fed to them. So, you know, we know of what we know about our history and our family's history based off of what our parents and aunts and uncles told us, and they know their history based off of what they learned. Um, we also learn a lot from our schools. So because a lot of our history was totally erased or whitewashed, we grew up, even myself, grew up knowing that, yeah, there were slaves. Um, and, yeah, sometimes bad things happened to them, but not fully understanding what life was like uh, for, for black people. We also grew up watching shows like Cops, where um, the cops were always the good guys, and we always knew if you were in trouble, the best person to call would be the police. Um, and it wasn't my experience growing up that police were bad. When I was a little kid, I wanted to be a police officer or Miss America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those were the two mm-hmm. things. When I was a kid, because I like to help people, and I like girly things. And so it was kind of stuck between the two. If I wanted to help people, then the best thing for me to be was a police officer, because I don't like fire, so I wasn't going to be a firefighter. Um, And then as I grew up, I realized, hmm, there's a lot of people who don't like police. I don't know why, because I had never met any bad police as a child. Um, Important. So as it relates to how we are where we are now... And we can't change our past. I think one thing that would be helpful for our white allies and people who genuinely want to see the world change is to have some conversations with their parents and with their grandparents. Because we're at an age where a lot of our friends have parents who were down there when they were uh, hosing black people and sicking dogs on them, and they have grandparents who may have attended a lynching. Um, They have great-grandparents who may have very well owned a few slaves. 
Um, and until they can get the raw conversation from the, of the horrible things that their family did, we're not saying that your grandpa wasn't a loving, caring grandpa to you. But what we're saying is that your grandpa was okay going down to the middle of town and watching a black man get hung. What we're saying is that your great-grandpa traded animals for black labor. What we're saying is that all of that land and the plantation that your family owns and that you're proud of... Belongs. ...came and was literally physically built of free labor of enslaved people. So it's not that we want to minimize how wonderful your experience was, but rather we'd like to shed some light on the plight of the black person. And there are conversations that we have to have of our children as black people that white people just don't have to have the conversation with. And it's not that we're mad that you don't have to have those conversations, but we want you to first understand. Because it's only so many times you can try to explain to people what you're going through and them not listen before you say, you know what, fuck all y'all, burn this shit the fuck down. And people get upset about mm. the riots and people burning stuff down and knocking over statues. Well, think about it. If one of the only things we need to survive, and I mean physically in a scientific sense, is food. And people are so upset that they don't give a damn if there's no food to eat tomorrow. Don't you think that you should listen to them about What's really going on that has you so upset that you don't even care if you eat today? It's mm. a telling story. Yes. And it makes perfect sense, if you ask me. I, for me personally, I always find myself in an interesting place because I have close friends. I have white police officer friends. I have black police officer friends. I have black female police officer friends. People who I care deeply about and who are great people and are great officers. Um, and I always find myself in a weird position because I back some of the blue. Mm. Okay. Because trust and believe if somebody was to do some crazy crap to one of my good friends who just went to work and got a family at home that they need to come back to, I'm going to be ready to knock all this shit over. But at the same time, when that same black officer takes off that blue uniform, they just a black man. And so it's a very interesting thing to look at for me personally. It's not the police officers as people that's the issue. It's the systems. It's the culture. And it's going to take time to weed out the people who have these racist ideals it's going to take some time so where would you start you feel where would they have to start in order for that like they would it just has to be this would you start handing out american 
what surveys for people to feel on racial profiling, what it means, where they where things come from, why things are perceived the way they're perceived. How would you like, how would you start it so that everyone at the same time was affected by it or they could make a decision towards it? Even, you know, people of color. No, nah, you got to feel like just because you have the skin color don't mean you're not racist. You, right. So well, let's, everybody has these unconscious biases. Um, and that's one thing that as a society, everybody needs to work on is looking inwards. Um, some people have false, um, there's, they have false ideas. You know, they mm-hmm. see things on TV. And remember, I used this example when we was talking to our kids about, about um, facing their fears. And I asked our children, when was the last time they held a snake? I'm not holding a snake. I've never held a snake. I'm scared of snakes. Well, why are you scared of a snake if you've never encountered one? Mm -hmm. Have you been interact? Have you done some research on snakes? Do you know all of the different species of snakes? Um, Do all black snakes aren't the same type of snakes? Some are poisonous, some are not. Do you know how to identify them? You've never, ever, ever been in an encounter with a snake, but yet you're scared of them. Mm-hmm. Why? It's because somebody told you that snakes mm-hmm. are bad. It's because you saw on TV or in a magazine that if somebody got bit by a mm-hmm. snake. And it's the same thing as it relates to black people, people. a lot of times. Um, and this is not to defend police at all. But I think one of the issues is that a lot of our police officers don't come from the communities that they're policing. At all. That's a, one of the biggest um, issues. Because that is one of the if they did, there would be some more trust. Exactly. And when people say, I hate that they're using the word defund when they're talking about the issues with police. Because when you say the word defund, hmm. for those who are uneducated or who are ignorant or who are hell-bent on misunderstanding... Um, Saying defund the police sounds like we're saying don't give them no money and get rid of all of them. That's not what we're saying. Not at all. But what we're saying is that police officers are not mental health professionals. They're not able to, uh, when they get a phone call that there's there's a man with with a knife running naked down the street... They are literally trained to stop a threat. Yeah. Um, so. Instead of sh- instead of giving him some type of t- uh, dart or something to make him just as pass out. Okay, now once he does all that running around, we stay back from him. You can be have somebody set up a hundred yards, two hundred yards away from this man. Once you hit him with one of them little darts, and he get woozy, he gonna go to sleep. Once he go to sleep, that's when you get a medical involved. In it. Then you say, okay, look. If he run around crazy, let's find out how crazy he is. I'm not saying that's the only solution. I'm saying you're right. You don't like, just shoot him. It can't just you be can't police. shoot him. It cannot just be police officers responding to all. But what you do with a man with a knife, right? You got to do something with it to take him down, right? Is what yeah, I'm getting at. And so there's a yes, and so that's let me finish. There's a place for the police officers to isolate, right? Their and role de- and de-escalate the situation, but in conjunction with that, there needs to be somebody there. Who can help really figure out in a very quick manner. Because understand, police don't have a whole lot of time to decide what the fuck is going on. They just don't. It's usually a matter of less than seconds that they have to make a damn decision. If you have these biases and if you are afraid of black people for whatever the reason it may be, you might have a justifiable reason as to why you don't fuck with black people. For a long time, after I got robbed at gunpoint by a young black man, I ain't like no black man. 
for years. And it took a lot of therapy for me to realize that I got these issues. But I had to deal with that inwards. If these police officers aren't dealing with that inwards and understand they're coming from an outside community into a, another community that's been oppressed for ages and mm-hmm. ages and generations and generations, work. they don't understand. And if all they see, if all they see every day is the horrific ways that people are living, and then they go back to their nice little white suburban homes, right, right. And the only thing that they have to go on as it's far as who experience. we are as a people is what they experience, and yeah. what they experience is the result of the oppression of their people. So yeah, it's a fucking clusterfuck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a mess. And it's gonna it's very it's so complicated that it's gonna take a lot of time and a lot of woo sign. It well, it's not gonna be done in twenty twenty one. It's not gonna be done in twenty forty one. You know, it's 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 starting because before it was well, this is what we already knew. Or what we we thought we knew. But there were signs and as social media started to expand, people started to share more information and started to exchange more information, it became easier to get stuff. It became more, you know, I mean, people say, well, I mean, let me look into this. And so you took away religion and you started to just deal with issues and with people. And the police became looked upon differently in different countries. But here, you had so many documentaries that were being shown, you had so much in the movies, all that. So once the killing started happening, then it kind of just was, okay. Because the killings have been happening, but they have but because been it wasn't covered up. Pro, it wasn't as exposed or right. out there. So the now, you see people like you, right. You see people like you out here ready for that, to have that conversation, and we need that, and just in our women. You know, that flag, just, you know, not it being about one Black Lives Matter at all, and just focusing on that. Okay. Yes, it is. But that can't, in order for you, that movement and that Black Lives Matter movement, in order for you to get what you want from that, everything else has to shape as well. It cannot just be the sole purpose just to feed that. That's where we at now. Well, I'm going to change the sentence because, and I'm only going to add one word to the, sen- to, to the sentence. Because women's rights matter so too. That, no, gays rights matters too. No, that's not it. No, no, I know what it shouldn't be. No, I'm going to tell you the sentence. It's not The sentence is not going to be Black Lives Matter anymore. The sentence is Black Lives Matter too. Because right now what we're seeing is a whole lot of in uh, in reaction to someone saying, hey, by the way, Black Lives Matter. We hearing a whole lot of All Lives Matter. And so in order to get rid of that, we're just going to go ahead and say what we're really trying to say is Black Lives Matter too. Black Lives also matter there's many ways yes um Mm. because it's not a question we're not saying do black lives matter more than all lives or gay lives or asian lives we're not saying that it's really just a statement hey black lives matter that's it it's just a sentence so maybe we'll just start saying black lives matter too um because they do because you have to remember that there was a time, and it wasn't too long ago, probably mm-hmm. less than 100 years ago, there was a study done, and forgive me because I wasn't ready to bring my research and stuff in, but there was a study done on medical professional medical professionals and where they saw that um, over half of the medical professionals believed that black people were able to 
deal with pain at a greater uh, force than white people. Um, I want to say it was Dr. Sims who used to do um, experiments. And before I even go further, we will congratulate him on the advances because he did make a lot of advances as it relates to women's health. However, he used black women's bodies as to do those experiments. Right. And the reason why he did that was A, because it was easy, and B, because they really felt like black women didn't need anesthesia. He used some white women too. Right. But the white women got anesthesia. Black women were having hysterectomies done. They were having all of these medical, crazy medical experiments done on their bodies with no drugs. Because medical professionals didn't look at us as humans. We had all the parts, but that empathy part that when you see somebody hurting or bleeding and you want to go help them, they didn't have that for black people. Because when black people were brought here, we were not brought here to be humans and equals. We were brought here to just work like a sled dog, like a sheep. So it's until white people understand that even if it's not intentional, systems were put in place so that we could not prosper. And yeah, it's a couple of Oprahs. And yeah, we sitting around here in our nice house. Yeah, some of us, quote unquote, made it. But it's bigger than just a couple of us. And yeah, some white people got some struggles too. But not the same way that we do. And so until people take their own personal issues and put them to the side and really truly from an objective place try to understand what other people go through on a day-to-day basis. Imagine having to spend an extra hour in your morning because you have to do something with your hair because going to work with your hair how it is when you get up in the morning is considered to be unruly but you see white people coming to work with their hair literally dripping wet. And they let their hair air dry and it look all frizzy and shit all day long. But That's black true. people are over. You see what I'm saying? That is true. And you know what? And I'm going to be real honest about my own self. When I was young, I used to relax my hair because I honestly didn't think that my natural big curls. I just thought that. That was the thing to do. I thought that, you know, hair, that it wasn't nice to have you know, nappy hair. I love my nappy hair now. It's beautiful. Right. I will never relax my curls. Every now and then I'm going to straighten it because, you know, depending on my mood, I want to look different. But that's the beauty in having black hair. But at the same time, I remember when I first started wearing my afro out, I was uncomfortable at first. And I remember it was, it was many... different? Because I was different. You felt because different, right. I felt different because mm-hmm. I I was worried about what the reaction was going to be. I'm a person who doesn't um, like a lot of conflict. So I didn't want to have to answer to any questions mm-hmm. about my hair. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in conflict because I wondered why did I... I felt bad that I didn't love my hair to begin with. It was it's a very complicated matter. It was... For white people, they probably like, but it's just hair. It's just hair. There's nothing <laughs> it's just else. hair. But for us, because we were told that our hair is nappy, and we were taught that the word nappy was bad. Nappy ain't bad. Uh, it's just a description. Nappy roots. You know what I'm saying? It ain't nothing wrong with this shit being nappy. Nappy's all right. I love my nappy shit. 
as well. You might not can't run your fingers through it, but you can manage. But it's beautiful. It's there, right? It's, it's beautiful either way. Well, that's but we weren't taught that growing up because we didn't have those examples. We didn't have a black princess no. in 1985 mm. on TV. There weren't anybody that looked like me. I didn't have like a black teacher, so I want to say high school. No, I had a black music teacher, but that was it. Um, so it didn't register in my mind that I could be a doctor, that I could be a scientist. I love science, always have, but no one was pushing my little black behind to go into the sciences. You know, you I'm go. thankful that we have these STEM projects. Our son told me he wanted to be a mathematician. Uh, he, needs, son, he needs to because he count everything. He count everything. He was like count my. He be trying to count my moves. I'm not gonna <laughs> count everything. <laughs> but but I love. I'm gonna put if that's son. If that's what you want to be, go be hey, that. Because I, guess what? We need some more black mathematicians out here. We need less rappers and less athletes. Why are we pushing? To have NBA started, and we're not pushing to have these kids have more at school stuff and make that more national. Because that's money. what we need to happen. What we know, we understand if why. If you follow the money, you'll find the problem. Yeah, I mean, in this country. I mean, we live in a capitalist society, and quite frankly, I don't think there's ever going to be a time, and I don't think that there should be a time that everybody is exactly equal. Uh, I don't believe be, it will be either. If it was, there yeah, has to be I some don't. balance. You know what I'm saying? Like, there just has to be. It's it's just that if the opportunities are not there, if white people went up against the exact same struggles mm -mm. as we did, mm -mm. it's probably not likely that they would be as they successful as they are. They won't and survive. I say that because within us, black people are... Hundreds and hundreds of years of resilience. Survival skills, tactics. And we have in these innate survival skills just because of who we are and the things that we our people have had to go through. Amazing. Um so yeah, but what can we do immediately? Well, first thing first is I think everybody should focus on what's going on in their own house. Um focus on so, what you, focus so on So this what is about can. just individual households yeah. or families? Yeah. In general, like if it's just somebody that's single, a man or a single woman, we're not talking about them. We're talking about people who have actual families where there's a, there are there children involved, there's elderly people involved, or what are we, just so I can know we stand on the same page as far as like families, because I want all the families to get these racial profiling surveys. That would be what I would push for. You really want to find out, because some people don't know they have these issues with this racial they don't understand if they do have it or not. All they see is the masses saying, well, but it looks like this is what's going on. So all right, so you're putting this, all right, well, hold on. Do you have these tendencies or not? You know, is this something, do you have a fear of being out in public with people that have been to experiences like you, but who have the knowledge to know I'm still a human and I still treat people accordingly? That's yeah, what we I need mean, more it would, of. It would be nice if everybody could. But you have to, you have to figure it out. Bias. That would be a lovely, that would be a lovely thing. And I think the reason why people don't do that is because it's hard. It's hard to realize that. Oh my God, I was an asshole. Yep. <laughs> like, and let's oh let's God, admit it. Let's I, look in the mirror and say, like, it's hey, hard to say I was wrong. I, but that's but that's a part of it. It's so hard. that's what we're going to. When they look at their history, we say white Americans. When you look at your history, now that you've heard some of what you know has has happened with us through the eyes of another woman and you know and also a mother a wife you know a daughter a sister 
you know, a cousin and aunt, everything. So when you listen to that, you say, okay, here's a little piece of that. We want y'all just go ahead and let us do what we need to do to, to live, not survive. We're not asking, we're not trying to take over and start shooting up stuff and fighting and, and rolling up on people. That's not what we're about. That's not what we about us collectively. So you're right, Black Lives Matter too is what we want to go off. Hey, yeah, I appreciate your time on that one. This is your man T.I.M.E. We teach you interactive moments everywhere. Man, I was a little bit of bad practice, you know what I'm saying, with me and my and the wife. I definitely appreciate the energy she brought on that. Um, you know, we're going to get into some more as things progress with, you know, just America's view on everything that's happening now with just, you know, the virus and, you know, the way that that's being exploited. Um, also, with all the brutality and the defunding of the police and everything. So, appreciate all the time. Next episode, we will get into more of this. Um, we're going to switch it up a little bit, too. I really don't think none of these sports should be going on right now. I mean, much as I love sports, I don't think none of that should be happening. But, you know, they're going to do what they're going to do. So, you know, people going to watch it. But at the same time, what are we really taking from it? Like, is it really that important or is it just something to watch? Is it something to do? Does it really bother you? You can still maintain, I guess, whatever, you know, realness about the whole situation. Me personally, I don't think nothing should be going on unless Kaepernick is, you know what I'm saying? If he has a position, then maybe I'll watch. Peace.